Hi everybody and welcome to Short Term Memory. My name's Jack. And my name's Colin. How are you, Jack? Yes, uh, yeah, good man. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Quite enjoying these with shorter episodes. I quite like achieving things in a quick way, so these work for me. Yeah, and today we're just going to dive straight into The Simpsons, basically, because back um, today in 1989, The Simpsons premiered on television with the episode Born and Open Fire. Very briefly, mate, what are your what are your thoughts on The Simpsons? It's into its thirty fifth season or something fucking ridiculous. But like the first like ten, maybe nine, ten seasons like brilliant, like seriously good not just cartoon but good T V. It's it's amazing, The Simpsons. It's for the for thirty five years it's been good. Um for ten of those thirty five years it was exceptional. Um, I'm not going to be somebody that beats on about how broad her rubbish it's got or anything because it's not rubbish, Jack. It's still very good TV. It's decent. It's good. I enjoy it. I don't watch it every single week, but I can know that I can put on any Springfield, any Simpsons episode and quite enjoy it. And if I get one from that kind of golden era between like season three and season 11 or something like that, I'm going to really, really enjoy it. So yeah, it's an amazing, amazing institution on TV for me. Yeah, as it's absolutely... Like it's a, a, as it's been, it's been about for so long. Well, nineteen eighty nine it started, you know, sort of. However many years ago that was, thirty one years ago. So it's been, it's been going a long time. Um, right, just got a couple of facts about it. Basically, short and sweet today. See the opening scene. Marge uh, used to ring up in the cash register eight hundred and forty seven dollars and sixty three cents, because back in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, that was the estimated price of raising a baby for one month. Even right, back okay. then. See, that's just not true. I mean, well, I don't know. I, I take it that's including like your mortgage and your household bills and all that sort of That's not just basically nappies and milk. That's. Aye, but see, like, I, no, wait a minute. Like, thinking back to then. You were probably getting something like five or six dollars to the pound back then. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Right, so you're yeah. maybe talking like two hundred and fifty quid. To... Of course, you could spend that on a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. To be fair, yeah, I'm thinking more now. Uh, it's, it's not sort of one to one. A lot closer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. All right. Um, do you know that whenever Brian, uh, whenever Bart Brian calls, Brian, did you see? <laughs> I'm Brian Simpson, man. <laughs> yeah, Brian Simpson. Um, I'm Brian Simpson. Who the hell are you? Um, whenever Bart Prank calls Moe's Tavern, he dials the number 764-84377, which is one digit longer than a normal American phone number because obviously if they just picked a random number, that number would get abused. But if you look at the phone and look at the letters on the numbers, it spells out the word Smithers. Oh, I never knew that. That's quite interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Do you know like? Off topic already, uh, mobile phone companies give production companies and TV companies mobile phone numbers so that they can use them. Um, not so much in America where they do the 555-01234, like they do that. But over here, like if you ever see um, giving out, it, it was a real number, but like Vodafone has given it to the BBC. Like, right, it's like a, an old number that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's it's never been in existence basically. Um, yeah. So that somebody does for. Uh, it does. Okay, somebody. 
There is the odd exceptions to that because sometimes um, they'll go a bit meta with it. So I know that Lost for one Lost for one example, they did the phone number to win when Hurley won the lottery. Uh-huh. And on that episode, when he phoned to check he's he'd won, basically you could phone that number and you got the same message that he got. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So there is like some sort of meta TV that have done things like that in the past, where you can kind of gun it and you get little Easter eggs and stuff like that. But yeah, that's pretty cool. There's also a thing called uh, mobile phone golden numbers, yeah. which is something I didn't know about until I worked in mobile phones. Which, when we, if a mobile phone company produces an iPhone number, which is like oh seven five 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 two two two, they call that a golden number, and they actually sell it for loads of money and like celebrities or business people buy it to put it on the side of their van and stuff like that it's mad it's isn't it because like you think you could just guess a number like that then so if I was to go 077123456789 would that be somebody's number? potentially yeah um, it, it's it's quite a it's a funny old thing because it becomes a bit of a a black market of phone numbers as well because obviously the, the mobile phone companies pick out the best ones and sell them officially as golden numbers however if you work in store or even in contact centres and you've got a, a steady supply of phone numbers, you can spot ones that you know are going to be popular. So even if it's got like a list of numbers in a row, so 2223334 or 6665555, then you can pull that SIM card aside or buy it for a pound and then stick it on eBay and somebody will buy it for £100, 200 quid because especially at joiners and plumbers and people like that, they want phone numbers on the side of their vans that are easy for people to remember when they drive past. Mm. So there's a lot of money in it and a lot of people that work in the shops and stuff do make a, a tidy wee sum. Basically. Once, mm-hmm. once a month, basically just going through the SIM cards manually and checking all the numbers and pulling out ones like that and put them at one side. I, I've not seen I was ever involved in it, but it definitely yeah. happens. That actually sort of rings, that rings a bell in my head because I remember a new phone good couple of years ago now um, and they they were, they were showing me the, the wee packet comes in and I looked at the number and I went oh I quite fancy that one because it was quite a good number yeah and then the person went oh, oh no way was not available so I wonder I if that person was like that like I'm keeping that yep he's done you mate and he sold that on eBay oh what a dick that's what they do um, what, what else do we know about the Simpsons uh, but guy's got a real name. Um, he's called wow. Jeff Albertson, uh, and Bumblebee Man goes by the name of Pedro, or at least we assume so. Um, he was a bowling shirt, and that is on uh, the back of it, and one in an episode basically. We presume he's called Pedro, or either that, or he's bought one of those shirts that's just got a name on it. You know, you can get them. So. <laughs> yeah, you can just get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, up until 1998 the six main voice actors for the show earned $30,000 per episode um, after that up until 2004 they earned $125,000 per episode and now they get a massive $400,000 per episode fuck off that's amazing Four hundred grand, and I don't care you're not even acting you're just talking like it does take six to eight months to make an episode but they're in they must spend for a day or two in that six months eight months <laughs> yeah they must be like but so it's, it's they're fucking good basically money. getting paid 10-12 by the sounds of it then like, yeah because I mean the six yeah. yeah the six main voice actors will be in every episode won't they um, and they play multiple characters so even if it's like a a Homer centric episode or a Lisa centric episode you're still going to be getting work because at some point you'll be used in that episode won't you 
Yeah, and you know how the, the opening scene, like, can sometimes be pretty extended, and that's basically just to fill space. Um, so if they've <laughs> kind of hit a creative brick wall and they want to just fill space, they just make a big extended couch gag, basically. I like that. I think that's really good. That's a clever way of doing it because there's there's far too much making of TV at the minute where they make these TVs into 43-minute episodes with bloody four different 13-minute cliffhangers and they all fit it directly perfectly into this time slot and stuff like that. So I actually quite like the fact that they just make the show they want to make and then fill the time at the end with the coach guy, the couch gag. That's quite cool. I like that. Because your hour episodes are generally 42 minutes long. Like basically on the button, so you don't yeah. have a hell of a lot of sort of leeway there, and then to break that further down into eleven minute chunks, basically, kind of a skill in itself. Um, it's, it's a hell of a skill in the writers' room of making that work, and especially if it's network TV with adverts, because you want to hit that point at the advert, which is going to make somebody not change the channel. Um, so there's a there's a definite skill involved in not just script writing, but making a script tight mm-hmm. and making it fit in those sort of parameters it's there's definitely skill involved but you, you do also get sometimes shit happening and stuff just for the sake of it's an advert breaks so we need to do something big and it's not always needed for the story and stuff like that but hey we could that's that's a whole show in its own me moaning about that stuff aye aye the two alien characters in it Kang and Kodos uh, named after characters in Star Trek the original series uh, I've never watched Star Trek because I'm not a fucking gimp Um but Kang as a Klingon and Kudos as a mass murderer. So ah, okay. I'm surprised I never knew that. Um, I was, I was just there when I read it. <laughs> I was going to defend Star Trek there as well, but I'm not going to because I'm not fucking nonce. So yeah, fuck Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, hello at wrong term memory, by the way, if you if you don't agree. <laughs> Um, Springfield Hillbillies, Cletus and Brandine have got 44 children. Um, they've got some cracking names, though. Some of their names uh, are brilliant, yeah. Yeah, one's called Crystal Meth. Um, one's called Incest. One's just called Incest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one's called W. Um, there's one called Normal Head Joe. And my favourite is just as a girl called Mary WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like... They probably wouldn't get away with it nowadays, just taking a piss out of hillbillies like that, you know, because everybody's a fucking a bit of a snowflake, you know. But yeah, right. Um, wait a minute. Oh, um, this one is highlighted, but I don't want to read it. So, um, Maggie Stuff Bunny is actually the main character from Matt Groningen's comic strip Life in Hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Um. In 1997, a house was built in Clark County, Nevada, that was an exact replica yeah, of I've the Simpsons this. home. Um, it was initially built as a grand prize for a contest run by Fox and Pepsi, and the winner could choose to either stay in the house or receive a $75,000 prize. Um, unfortunately, the house, which cost $120,000 to build, didn't have any of the Simpsons decor or anything in it. They were just given basically this shell of a house that looked the same. Yeah. What would you done? Take the money or I'd take the house? Um, probably the I don't know what the the property market was like, but the house would surely be worth more, even if it was decorated fucking stupid. So um, probably they took the house and then just sold it. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it's, the house cost 120 grand to build, so it's going to sell for more than that. 
Um, I, I suppose it's whether you want that seventy-five like, grand in your bank account or no mortgage. It's deciding what's better out of those two, isn't it? We're um, we spoke about this on other shows as well. Like that won't be tax-free, but in America you get taxed and everything. Yeah. That house, you're probably going to have to pay like a third of it, probably. Like yeah, like twenty-five percent of it in in tax if you want to fucking keep it so it was probably easier to take the the money to be fair yeah there's a, that's the reason why a lot of these prizes lists there's a lot of the lotteries and stuff in America you've got the choice of say you've won a hundred million dollars in the lottery you can get a hundred million dollars in your bank account or you can get a million dollars in your bank every month for the next 40 years and you end up making much more money that way but it's more affordable as well because you pay your tax just out of your winnings Whereas not having to pay all that tax in one go and 100 million and stuff like you pay it monthly and it's just a lot smarter way of doing it. But most people tend to take the money all in one go because they just their eyes just start boggling and they can't help themselves. Ah, but it's, it's not that. Like, say you won the the state lottery in America and you won, just say, $10 million. You can take $5 million, they'll take half of it off you. Or you can get about $9 million, but spread over however many years. So it's yeah, whether or not you most want Most people are daft though and just want the money all up front, don't they? Whereas the thought of free money hitting your bank every month is so much better for me, I think. Uh, you might die. You might die, but listen, if somebody gives me $10 million, there's a good chance I'm going to die anyway. So it's ah, that's it. irrelevant. That's, yes. you'd, can you imagine the amount of tango ice blast you'd go through if you had £10 million in your bank account? Aye, you'd, be um, you'd be bathing in them. You'd be, you'd be fucking... But yeah... <laughs> Um, somebody that's going to die soon is Ned Flanders um, although he looks like his pretty, wife yeah, yeah he looks pretty young <laughs> but uh, he's been 60 uh, since the beginning of the Simpsons obviously he's not aged but you know what I mean yeah, he's I'm a, surprised but I'm surprised he's 60 I didn't think he was as old as that he's got those two young kids but like having like Todd and Rod who are what 8 at 60 that's, that's quite old and he started new business. He started the Left and Pand Emporium and all that sort of stuff. He shouldn't have been doing it at 60 and stuff. But I suppose that does explain why he's such a do-gooder, God-bothering guy if he's 60. That makes more sense than if he's like 35 like Homer. Yeah, um, he's got... He takes care of himself, basically. We know that because he's got an absolutely... Um, <laughs> he we... takes off his shirt and his pure hench as well. Ah, he's heavy ripped. Yeah, so he takes care of himself and he's a, he's a good looking 60 year old. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, his wife got uh, shot with a t shirt cannon and um, <laughs> homeless home. Yeah. yeah, I'll do the last one. Um, to promote the Simpsons movie, American convenience store 7 Eleven, which is probably my favourite store in the whole world, by the way. I fucking love the 7 Eleven. Um, you know they, they do a drink called the Big Gulp and it's basically just this big massive coke or whatever that you fill up yourself in the shop but it's literally the size of a KFC bucket of chicken it's why would you want that much fucking fizzy juice man that is <laughs> mental like I don't care like, honestly and it's like that's their like, McDonald's has got the Big Mac and Burger King got the Whopper 7-Eleven has the, the big, the big gulp. The big gulp. And it's like, all their signs like, welcome to 7-Eleven, the home of the big gulp. Um, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, they basically transformed some of their stores into Quickie Marts, made them look exactly like that. And they sold Buzz Cola, Squishies and Krusty Cereal, which is pretty cool. I went to uh, Universal Studios 
a couple of times and they've got like a mini Springfield they've got like the, the Bowes Tavern they've got the Quickie Mart and all that sort of stuff and it is amazing how they've done that as well it, you genuinely do feel like you're walking around uh, Springfield it's amazing I'm pretty sure I've drank Duff beer in the past um, and picked the label off and it was fucking Carlsberg or something so I drank was... Duff energy drink and it was horrible it was disgusting yeah, I was pretty upset about that The Simpsons calling so cheers cheers thanks man bye yeah Speak soon. <laughs>